The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome back to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us on the phone um, to talk about everything, um, but mainly how we're going to, um, the, the people who support choice, how they're going to work um, to elect more pro-choice Democrats um, in the face of this road decision in the 2022 midterms, LaFonza Butler is the president of Emily's List. Good morning. How are you? It's great to have you here. Good morning, Zerlina. It's great to be here. I, I'm, I'm so happy to talk to you because, you know, we were talking to Kirsten Allen, uh, the press secretary for Kamala Harris this morning. And one of the things that I started talking um, with her about is the fact that, you know, in a moment where we have the first woman <laughs> as vice president, I mean, Emily's List is an organization founded um, over 40 years ago to elect pro-choice Democratic women. And, you know, the culmination of that could have been Hillary Clinton in 2016. Sad tear. Um, but also, you know, is Kamala, in the form of Kamala Harris as the vice president. How important is that? Just as is, is having somebody who's so clear eyed on this issue. Um, and how does that sort of demonstrate how critically important it is? to elect even more people that are that clear eyed all up and down the ballot. We have somebody as, you know, in that high, the highest position we've ever had as a woman um, who is pro-choice. But Emily's list is working up and down the ballot to ensure that you have basically, you know, Kamala Harris's in, in all um, facets of public office. It's so, it's so incredibly important, Zerlina. And to, uh, uh, to have, the vice president, um, who a woman who has served at every level of government, uh, at the local level, um, statewide in California, as a U.S. senator, now be in the office of the vice president's uh, vice presidency, where throughout her career she has been an advocate uh, and uh, an incredibly strong voice on behalf of women and children in this country. Uh, and has been, you know, very clear uh, about the importance of a woman's right to make the d- decisions about her own body and protecting that essential freedom. And so, in a moment where we have seen the court go backwards uh, in our rights and freedoms for the first time in our nation's history, uh, all of that experience, I think, we are seeing come to bear. Um, I think it is important that she continues to raise her voice and be a champion for women um, in this in this moment, as she done throughout her as she has done throughout her lifetime uh, in in public service. And it couldn't be more appropriate where women have been the uh, bearers of the um, and some of the hardest hit in this pandemic, uh, and ensuring there is an equitable recovery. Uh, where we are seeing where you know women who are the um, 
heads of household in lots uh, in lots of instances uh, are worried about the uh, safety and security of, of our children as are our fathers and making sure that you know we have an advocate in the White House uh, in the highest office that a woman has ever achieved in this country uh, though we know women in this country are prepared to serve as as president, you know, having an advocate like like the vice president is, I think, an incredible gift in this moment. And she has done a great job using her voice to uh, fight uh, fight back uh, and to inspire women and, and our allies all over the country uh, that we've got to meet this moment with the fervor that it requires. I like that. Meet this moment. Um, it's a really good um, way to put it. You've also talked about this upcoming uh, election, the midterm elections in 2022, as being about freedom. This idea that you have, you know, the freedom to access the ballot box in the first place, vote in, in elections, um, but also really just to, to self-determine um, your life and, and to decide what you want to do um, in your life, with your life and with your body. Speak to the, sort of the core issue um, that that you think is is important to push for uh, in this upcoming election cycle in terms of this idea of freedom and and that these extremists um, on the Supreme Court um, have stripped away freedoms um, for the very first time in American history. They've taken away a right. Yeah, that, that really is how I think about this, um, Zelina. It is, um, you know, the Constitution is, is supposed to be the document that articulates the very essence of this American experiment called democracy uh, and built on the fundamental foundation uh, and concept uh, of, of freedom and self-determination. And when the court um, started to make um, decisions uh, about the freedoms inherent uh, in the, the essence of the Constitution, those issues relative to heart and home privacy, uh, it, it enshrined, in my opinion, the, those uh, and made the connection uh, to the sort of the Constitution and the, the um, founding document of this country and the very freedoms that we all should have. Uh, and, and, and we now are in a moment where uh, what I would call a radical Supreme Court uh, is, is, has started to take the position that our freedoms uh, are indeed not. And then, and then creating a permanent underclass uh, of women who different than men in this country now have legislatures uh, across all 50 states governing what they can and cannot do with their own bodies, with their own lives, and determining their own destiny. Uh, and so to me, this is a moment where freedom is indeed on the ballot. The freedom to actually have free and fair elections in this country is on the ballot. The freedom for women to, again, be able to make those very hard, very hard, very personal decisions uh, about their own bodies uh, and about their in and about their destiny. In in lots of instances, Zelina, in, in my opinion, there, there are issues of, of economic freedom on the ballot, whether or not men and women in this country should be able to uh, freely organize a union uh, to ensure that they're able to work one job and pay for the things that are essential in, in their lives. And so 
you know, we've got a lot of ground to cover uh, this election cycle, but I hope voters understand that this is not a conversation about religion. Uh, this is a conversation about power and control uh, and who deserves to be free. Yeah, I mean, it, it really feels like that's the way to sort of describe the core issue here. And when I think about organizations like Emily's List, um, which I always like to make sure people understand Emily is not a person. Emily is an acronym for early money is like yeast because early donations to a campaign, they rise like dough. So that's how that whole story goes for the folks who haven't heard it before. I always like to sort of set that up. Jess would always do that when she was here, um, but I do it now. Um, and one of the things that Ellen Malcolm, um, you know, spoke to because at the founding, um, at the time of Emily's founding, there were no women <laughs> um, in the Senate. <laughs> they were zero. Um, so speak to um, the importance of an organization like yours that has an explicit, explicit um, goal of electing pro-choice Democratic women and why that is so important. It's not just important to elect Democrats. Um, it, it, sort of from the perspective of Emily's List as an organization, the pro-choice piece of it is very, very important and essential because, again, we're talking about freedom. We're talking about the core of the thing. So speak to not just your history, but how important that explicit goal has been from the beginning and is even, um, in my view, more so now of pro-choice, Democratic women. Yeah, thank, thanks for making sure that the listeners uh, know that Emily is is not a person, um, but, a pur- <laughs> <laughs> but yes. a purpose. Uh, yes. And uh, I, I think, and I talk to Ellen uh, often, who remains very active in Emily's List after founding it, running it for the first 25 years. Um, she is um, continues to be very passionate about the mission of Emily's List. Look, I, I try to break this down uh, to folks in, in a couple of ways. Uh, one is the work and mission of Emily's List, as you noted, really was about representation and the representation of women uh, in our democracy and in our, our government. And so if we all believe our rhetoric that we should have a truly representative uh, government, women have to be an incredibly important component of that as we are majority of the country's population. Uh, and and, and um, part of what I want my contribution at Emily's List to be is to continue to advance that representation and do it in a way that represents the broad diversity of, of this country and women in this country, not just racial diversity or ethnic diversity, but geographic diversity, diversity of experience, making sure that we have healthcare workers uh, and teachers, uh, physicians and accountants, uh, or PTA moms who have you know, worked so hard uh, to strengthen their local school system um, and have an incredibly important voice to share. Organizers and activists, this is also important to the, to the diversity of uh, representation and ensuring that we really have um, that, that um, diverse uh, representation in, in government and all of those voices present. At the same time, you know, when, when the founders of, of Emily's List uh, set forth its mission, it was clear, they were clear, uh, that being a Democrat was not, was just not enough. That mm-hmm. being 
pro a pro choice Democrat was also um, a um, canary in the coal mine, if you will. It was a signal. It was, um, uh, I think, uh, a, a demonstration that a woman, a democratic woman who is pro-choice is more likely than not to share the values of the American people who want to champion much broader um, access and uh, freedom to uh, families across the to the families across the country and to the American people, and so a Democratic pro-choice woman. Let's take, for example, the first senator mm -hmm. that Emily's list uh, helped to um, help to elect in, in Barbara Mikulski. Uh, Barbara Mikulski, first uh, Democratic pro-choice woman elected to the United States Senate, was also a champion of ensuring. Uh, healthcare access uh, and the passage of the Affordable Care Act and making sure that all women were able to access um, abortion services uh, as, as a key amendment uh, to the, to the um, uh, Affordable Care Act. It was Barbara Mikulski um, who was a key voice and champion in Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Uh, it was Barbara Mikulski uh, who was very um, uh, front and center and present in uh, the in gun legislation um, during her time in the Senate, particularly in the assault rifle uh, moratorium uh, ban uh, that that came to fore. And so, uh, along with Diane Feinstein, another Democratic pro-choice uh, Emily's List endorsed endorsed woman. And so. It is. Um, it has been uh, for Emily's list an important litmus test for uh, candidates that we would endorse that they share this pro-choice value um, for the importance of protecting the freedom of women to make choices about their own bodies, for the importance of women to have the freedom to run for elected office if they chose and challenge the good old boys network, uh, and uh, really as a signal. Uh, to the kind of Democrat that they would be, one who would fight for families uh, all over this country. Yeah, I mean, Barbara Mikulski, um, I love thinking about her <laughs> um, because she is as small but mighty, as they say. Um, one of the things also, I think, to your point about it being a, a, about values, because for me, I, I, and I've talked about this before on the show, you know, I'm, I'm a survivor of, of sexual assault. And before that, I would say I was pro-choice, right? I'm, I'm pro-choice. I had all the right answers. But after that, I became radically pro-choice because for me, the understanding of the piece of being, it being about human rights, about bodily autonomy, um, that became much more clear. Um, and I think that that is actually a piece of this that I've, I'm hearing a lot more Democrats, certainly many of the pro-choice Democratic women that Emily's List supports, Kirsten Gillibrand, Elizabeth Warren, others all up and down um, in all levels of government sort of speaking to this piece about bodily autonomy. But can you talk about how central that is to this conversation? Like, you know, people like to get caught up in uh, how many weeks uh, the ban is or um, some of the more technicalities in terms of types of pregnancies, um, circumstances around an individual's um, choice to, to, to terminate a pregnancy. But at the end of the day, for me, that's all sort of like the details. It, mm -hmm. the, at the core of it, it's about the ability of every human being on earth breathing air to have 
the freedom to control what happens to their body. Yeah, Zerlina, I, you know, I can't think of anything more core yeah. uh, than, uh, you know, than, than the freedom to make choices about what happens to your own body. And, and fundamentally, I think you're hitting this point exactly right. It's not about, you know, this number of weeks or that number of weeks or, uh, or any of those things. It really is who should decide, who should have the ability to decide what an individual, a human being does with their own body. Are we going to be legislating who can get tattoos next? Uh, can are women going to be able to get their ears pierced? I mean, you know, once you lose the freedom to make decisions about your own body, whether or not you are going to carry a child and start a family, you know, it is it does become the proverbial slippery slope. And and I I think that you know Justice Thomas made clear the the next set of freedoms that are on his agenda, um, but we just don't. There's no way to really. Um, calibrate um, when we start to lose this freedom, what else is is next? And, you know, it is uh, there for, for women all, all over this country in the history of Black women in particular, you know, we have, our ancestors um, did not have control o- over their bodies. They were subjected to sexual assault in, in during times of, of, of slavery and um, and Jim Crow, um, where our, our, we had no access to the ballot. We had no, uh, we didn't believe that we had a voice to, to speak up and, uh, and to now have the, the highest court of the land um, in, in the country that proclaims to be uh, the land of the free and the home of the brave have just ripped freedom and essential freedom right out of the hands of 167 million people in this country. Mm. And if we just, I heard you, you were talking out, you were talking a little bit in your last segment, like, let's say that sentence out loud. I know, I mean, sometimes I have to just, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's usually when I'm filling up my water bottle, I'll be standing in front of my refrigerator and I'm like, did that, that just happen? Like, I, mm-hmm. we just lost all of our, our rights, just mm-hmm. like that on a Friday morning, just mm-hmm. go, going into the weekend with less right, rights than I started the week out with. Like, what is, what is this, what is happening? Um, so let's, in the last few minutes here, talk about the control we do have, which is um, to organize, to vote, to ensure that we're electing um you know, the supporters of choice are able to elect as many pro-choice Democrats as possible. Help us understand and, and the folks at home, how they can go about doing that. What should they, what should they do to help? How can they help? Yeah, I think so. That's a great question. And in, in moments where we feel dis- such despair, it is, I think, important to, to be able to clearly articulate what people can do. One, I find incredible spaces of, of hope and inspiration by the number of folks who have just decided they're going to get off their couch right now today and they're going to go down to the Supreme Court or they're going to join a protest in their local community. They are not going to let this moment of the announced decision pass um, without that kind of accountability and communication to those who have the ability to make those those decisions and put those justices in office. And so I think uh, the folks that are are choosing to to demonstrate 
uh, their anger and despair uh, in that way and, and, and sort of leaving, leaving their homes and joining in community with others uh, to raise their voice, I think is incredibly important. And I would encourage people to continue to do that. If we allow uh, this moment to pass without that kind of response, I think we will have missed an opportunity. Uh, I think uh, in this moment, there are those who have the ability uh, to, to um, contribute to um, abortion funds that are able to continue to help women while they can get the care that they need. I think that is an incredibly powerful way of, of acting right now. And I think the most, the ultimate power that we have uh, as an, uh, an American people is our vote. And yes, it has been suppressed. And yes, there have been laws to make it harder. And you know, I am uh, confident that in this moment um, where we were so much is at stake that the American people are gonna meet those difficulties and push through them anyway. And so we've gotta go, we have, we have to be prepared to go to the ballot. Just yesterday were primaries uh, in states like New York and Illinois, mm -hmm. uh, Colorado, all, all over the country where we saw uh, millions of people go out right. and, and cast their ballot. We have got to make plans, uh, right. make start to make our plans now, understand how our state laws have changed since the last time that we voted. Right. There are a lot of people who have moved because yep. of the make pandemic. Make sure you check they it. Do it that they re-register <laughs> in their new location, make Absolutely. a plan understand your timeline and vote vote that is so vote, so vote, key vote. so key <laughs> lafonza so butler i really appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning president of emily's list so everybody you got your marching orders go out there um and get involved Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.